0: Hello, this is a house on Valencia Street, and I'll be your host. I use explicit language. Topics of conversation will include ghosts and the paranormal psychic ability. We also discuss truth here, and I'm an incest and rape survivor um, before foster care and emancipation, which is something we also discuss here. Um, so topics also may include uh, domestic violence suicide, femicide, murder, uh, cultural acceptance of violence against women, uh, race, gender, and socioeconomic demographic bias, and recovery, um, education, willful education, uh, 12-step, BDSM, kink, therapy, uh, near-death experiences, God, agnosticism, atheism, things of this nature. Um, these are some triggering topics and they may or may not be kind of the flavor that you're looking for right now. So I encourage you to use your discernment. Also, if mental stuff is mental health stuff is kicking up for you, let me try that one more time. If mental health stuff is kicking up for you, uh, please consider going to a licensed therapist, board certified therapist, talk to two or three of them in case one does or doesn't fit. Um, understand that it's appropriate to get help from someone who's licensed and board certified. That is not me. This is somebody's case study, one person's experience um, about talking about recovering from Walla Walla, Washington and a house that was haunted that is a place I grew up there on Valencia Street, um, which was a bit sinister, but also something mystical. Almost like something, like a door opening between worlds. I, I'm not quite sure. I'm still trying to process it. Um, as are a couple of my sisters, still in their 60s, and me in my 50s. So, um, let's see. <clears throat> yeah. So use your discernment. Figure out if you know this is place you want to check out, and uh, if you're needing some connection and you don't have the money for. Those options I just mentioned. Let's see. You can. Uh, I got some eight hundred numbers in my notes. You can go ahead and give them a talking to or give them a call. Yeah. Okay. So what's next? Um, <laughs> oh, I got a website: uh, anchor.fm forward slash moma. M O H M A H. As a place where you can go take a listen to all of my podcasts here and all the notes as much as many notes, I got about 80%, 90% of the notes correct or mentioned. Sometimes I, I don't get all the references, but do my darndest. Uh, anyway, um, that's the place you can go take a listen to the podcast and notes and all that good stuff. There's donate buttons. I, I sure appreciate donations and, uh, there's a $5 a month, $10 a month option. Um, I'm considering, um, having, offering the option to book a chat with me just to kind of talk about whatever your process is, or, um, just kind of share some time and space and, uh, offer you some encouragement or some of my life experience or listening, uh, uh, doing a psychic reading might do that too. Um, yeah, uh, we'll figure it out. It'll happen if it's going to happen. And if it's not, it's not. And, uh, so anyway, um uh, those are some options to, to evaluate. Um, several episodes ago, I did mention an email address you could write and I check it about once a month. So <laughs> you have to dig back, try to find that if you want to. Um, let's see what else. <laughs> Boy, self-promotion, I'm really good at that. Um, <laughs> um, was there anything else? I think we're in, okay. There you go. Hey, howdy, y'all. It's Christmas week. It's Christmas weekend, uh, 2022. Um, And some thoughts that were kind of winding through the day. Um, I was just hearing about, in Afghanistan, the new in-control Taliban that has taken over since we left Afghanistan has now said they are banning education for girls and women and college students and uh there's a lot of outcry about that and um i've often pondered the question of you know if i had been born in afghanistan as a woman um even if i was you know poor white trash in walla walla washington growing up uh um i had a public education option i there are pell grants that helped me get to college i still have college student loan debt but I think about them a lot. And uh, it feels kind of overwhelming sometimes to try to figure out how to make that feel better. Um, So anyway, I'm thinking about women in in Afghanistan today. Um, I'm feeling grateful and having a gratitude that I have access to the internet and books and I can check out books on my Kindle if I want to. Uh, Maybe I need to evaluate that a bit more. One of the thoughts that was going through my brain today or my mind is uh, on Valencia Street from where I lived down the street there, there was a a duck pond. There was a duck pond right by the hospital. Uh, It used to be a hospital. I think now it's a geriatric um, adult living type of a thing for mature or elderly people. Um, I think they converted it at some point, but there was a kind of a, a little lake a man-made or a person-made lake uh, that had an island in the center where the ducks could live and um i'd go down there and sit on the grass and run around on the grass and you have to kind of be careful because ducks uh <laughs> i had a parrot for many years as a pet and it was a nectar eating bird uh, which was slightly different than most you know common parrots that you see or that are available you can't feed it seed, for example, the the parrot I had. and um, he spoke many words. Um, I did a, a lot of training with him. Um, but uh, it was really messy cleaning up after a nectar eating bird. And uh, I don't know if I'd choose that again, if I had the choice. (laughs) Because I have have a hard enough time cleaning up after myself. I mean, cleaning up after that bird was like, oh. Anyway, but ducks. Yeah, I considered keeping a duck because one of my neighbors had ducks in in their yard in the last 10, 20 years. And uh, I was looking for a house that had either a... um, a hen house or a rooster house or um, some place to keep ducks. The thing is, um, <laughs> when ducks poop, it's like a <laughs> it's like a pancake of duck vomit. That's what it's like in green grass and all the stuff that ducks eat, and it's it's just gross. And so you you have to be careful where you sat uh, down at that duck pond because there was evidence that ducks had you know eaten food and also had to come out the other end and so they're they're big they they weren't like subtle little little droplets or like rabbits no no it was like a, oh my lord what the hell happened there so that's that's something that um you had to avoid down at the duck pond and maybe that's too much information but i had a dog uh an australian shepherd that was uh handed off from the french one uh she went through a breakup and didn't have a place to keep the dog and so we kept it down at valencia street house and then uh eventually got it to the uncle of the ex of the, the French one. But, um, and that dog lived happily out in the country for quite some time in Idaho, late, later in its life. Um, we'd go down by the duck pond and the duck, duck would just run and run and around in circles and around and round and around. And sometimes he'd chase the ducks and I don't think that was necessarily right looking back, but I was a kid who was left on my own many times. And I think that's one thing about being a Walla Walla, having a sense of home or a sense of nostalgia for a place that may or may not really fit you anymore. Um, I was thinking today about um, that sense of connection and also kind of like a ghost town feeling, you know? of uh, people I love that used to be there that you know, are now non physical entities, depending on your spiritual perspective. And as in my Buddhism, I look towards that. I also want to kick out a shout out to this. Um, one of my spiritual mentors in the last couple of years has been Abraham Hicks, which is a non physical entity, which is uh, um, channeled through Esther Hicks and Jerry and Esther Hicks uh where the foundation of the law of attraction which the hugely successful the secret is based on and then right before publication at uh, the early stages of the secret which was financially a best-selling publication or book and there's a whole series um, of financial success with that uh, they, they sold well um but Esther and Jerry Hicks are the foundation of it. The thing is, they did test markets and stuff. And so they said people weren't going to be a, having a channeled spiritual entity as the instructor or mentor in this law of attraction foundation wasn't going to fly. So they said it was going to be too weird. And actually, even Oprah Winfrey has interviewed uh, Esther Hicks, talking about Abraham Hicks and this channeled entity that she talks with. and. Um, Oprah Winfrey was open to it, and receptive and found it fascinating, although she said, I'm doing this on my um, podcast or on my radio channel because if I, I don't think that my television audience is ready for this. I think they're too conservative. And so she said that I'm doing this on my radio channel because I, I think that this is more appropriate or people might be more receptive here. And that was telling me that, okay, if Oprah Winfrey's into this, maybe something's going on, you know, I, something to check out. So. <clears throat> um it took them months of meditation daily to get to a point where they were receptive and open to connecting spiritually with other entities Um, but in my further research in the last couple months one thing that was really satisfying or joyful for me um, there's a woman named uh, jane oh i'm forgetting her last name i'll put it in the notes jane um in the 1960s or 70s she's a foundational person in new age concept or new age thought uh, religiously right around this time 1960s 1970s um and but the entity that she was non-physical entity that she was channeling was called seth and the book that was famous was seth speaks seth speaks and it's still a pretty famous book uh, when it comes to spiritual enlightenment and my mother had those books my mother had the Seth speaks books and um i don't know anybody else on walla walla that had those <laughs> and then later in my life you know um your mom passes away and you know i was a buddhist and then she passes away so i'm trying to kind of meander through and carve out the path of recovering and healing and connecting with her as she is now in my spiritual perspective of her being still existing, uh, but not physically. Uh, And so, um, anyway, um, Abraham Hicks, I've come to find out, uh, studied Seth, studied Jane, What's-Her-Face, and uh, Seth, Seth Speaks Books. And um, in both cases, they had a partner, They were females or women who were channeling this, and they were more open and receptive to it. And they had husbands that supported them, right? Another kickback to that would be Edgar Casey, who also channeled, uh, essentially, he was channeling several spiritual, um, would it be a council? Uh, and he was able to channel a lot of uh, medical advice and things of that nature, which may or may not be appropriate. But um, so my kick out and my gratitude is that mom was open and receptive to the spiritual stuff. Uh, my, our family, has that connection my grandma said that we were psychics and that it wasn't something to be ashamed of and um that uh, mom was into Seth speaks and then esther hicks studied says speaks and then she became a channeler herself and now i've been studying her for a couple of years come to find out she goes back to a spiritual mentor of my mama's and that makes me feel great because it means I'm on to something or something's familiar to me, or, you know, it's bringing me joy. Anyway, there you go. So there's a kickback to that. But I was also thinking about Walla Walla this last week and how I like to sit at the duck pond and just think about the future and watch the ducks and how birds were really important to me. And birds still are really important to me. Um, one also image I'll share was that A big part of connecting to my mother and that intimacy was her music and the fact that I would listen to her music when she wasn't around or I listened to her music when she was unavailable. Uh, She worked a lot of hours. So there were these big gapes where she'd be working and I'd be there visiting for college or uh, home from school when I was in high school and junior high and I'd just be by myself. And um, a lot of times, in between friends and the like, and uh, I'd listen to her music. And it turns out, in retrospect, Mom liked her some country music. And and walla walla, you had some country music. But there's some amazingly talented musicians in country music. And this last week, uh, Mary Chaplin Carpenter came to mind uh, because Mom had a beat up old cassette. It was a nice pla- clear plastic rectangular cover that was all scratched up because it was beat up and she'd been listening to it quite some time. And I have because that and I also have the CD of this album, Mary Chapin Carpenter's Come On Come On is the album I'm thinking about. Um, Mary Chapin Carpenter, it's another one of those cases kind of like Kate Bush running up that hill, which I was listening to when I was a teenager riding the bus going to school as a secretary and being in high school and then being in foster care at this, all at the same time. Um, Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill was always so important. It was a big personal song to me, very passionate song to me. And I was like, oh, this is just my thing. Nobody over here in the States knows Kate Bush. <laughs> so then. <laughs> here comes stranger things. And now it's resurged in popular popularity. It's been like a number one bestseller on Apple iTunes. So, um, which go for it. Yeah. So, um, Mary the Carpenter's album, come on, come on. is also similar to me in that feeling where it's like, oh, well, this is like my little, you know, private thing. This is like a little folk group that nobody knows about. Right. You know, mom knows it and I know it and nobody else knows. Right. Well. Emotionally, that's what it feels like, but intellectually, no, that's not the case. Um, the album "Come On, Come On" is the one I'm thinking of, and there were so many hits from that album. Um, let's see. Uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter won the, is this Grammy? Yeah, I think this is Gram. Yeah, Grammy Award for Best Female Country Vocal Performance. Mary and Carpenter won, let's see, 1992, 93, 94, and 1995. Four years in a row, she won Best Female Country Vocal Performance. <laughs> Three of those songs were on the same album. Come on, come on. Okay. And that was a best-selling album. That was a uh, 2.9 million, I think, it sold copies so far. So she got her gold album for sure. Um, so let's see we're talking uh let's see 93 94 95 those are all from come on come on i feel lucky which i was dancing to that today uh passionate kisses and shut up and kiss me i think that's actually on a different album uh not the come on come on album um mom used to play that Uh, mom used to play that album and we dance and sing or she she'd play it in the background sing along with it um although I'd probably have to say that more of me remembering it is her being gone and me listening to it and dreaming about love. And also thinking about how effective a writer Mary Chaplin Carpenter is. Also, if you listen to Come On, Come On, you're going to recognize the Steel Doorborough. And I was listening to it again this last week and going, and I was recognizing the Steel Doorborough and I was going, I think that's Jerry Douglas. Um, I heard Jerry Douglas perform at the Holt Center in Eugene, Oregon, uh, back when the National Endowments of the Arts had a tour of acoustic guitarists. And he's got a very distinct style. And it's funny because there's not a lot of guitarists I'll listen to that are acoustic backup on popular music where I recognize the guitarist. But I recognize Jerry Douglas when he plays. And I was sitting there, or even James Taylor. James Taylor's backup singer in a lot of very famous music. (laughs) <laughs> you don't recognize it because he's got such a mellow kind of melding kind of backup but he you know carol king uh carly simon he's in backup vocal in so many of those performances anyway um jerry douglas i was looking him up uh he's on over 1500 published songs uh and he's performed with bonnie Raid. i mean there's so many famous musicians this guy's performed for um, but anyway on uh come on come on he's uh you can recognize the steel dorborough playing in the background on some of the music um i think what i want to kind of round out with on this episode is there's this b song on the Come On, Come On album. There's a lot of melancholy music. There's some upbeat music. Uh, As a performer and as a a lyricist, as a writer, as a poet, she's really, she's funny. She's really funny. (laughs) And she also chooses good writers, but she's also a good writer. And I feel lucky or passionate kisses or shut up and kiss me. These are funny. There's a sense of humor. She's she's a funny writer. I appreciate that about her writing. Um, She's also quite, heartfelt, and there's a sense of autonomy and sense of like, I haven't quite found the right love yet. And then also, like the song, Come On, Come On, that song is very much like a falling into a nice warm comforter. And like someone who loves you, you know, take my hand, you know, I will understand. Come on, honey. You know, that's that album. That song is so beautiful. Um. But I'm going to round out with this song um, that's a B-side on Come On, Come On. I'm just going to read the lyrics because I've been thinking about the lyrics and how haunting they are to me. Um, This week I was thinking, oh, this is just his personal little song. And then I was like, oh, let's look it up. Oh, yeah, sold three million. Oh, yeah, she got best. She was. The best female vocal country country vocal four years in a row at the grammys yeah she's just my little personal secret you know <laughs> anyway um let's get to it okay the song is uh i am a town writer's marriage, chaplin carpenter and this reminds me of walla walla some how i feel about walla walla <clears throat> i'm a town in carolina I'm a detour on a ride for a phone call in a soda. I'm a blur from the driver's side. I'm last gown for I'm last gas for an hour. If you're going 25, I am Texaco and tobacco. I'm dust you leave behind. I'm peaches in September and corn from a roadside stall. I'm the language of the natives. I'm a cadence and a (laughs) drawl. I'm the pines behind the graveyard and the cool behind beneath the shade where the boys have left their beer cans. I am wheeze between the graves. My porches sag and lean with old black men and children. Their sleep is filled with dreams. I never can fulfill them. I am a town. I'm a church beside the highway where the ditches never drain. I'm a Baptist like my daddy, and Jesus knows my name. I'm memory and stillness. I'm lonely in old age. I'm not your destination. I'm clinging to my ways. I am a town. I'm a town in Carolina. I'm billboards in the fields. I'm an old truck up on cinder blocks missing all my wheels. I'm Paps' Blue Ribbon, American, and Southern serves the South. I'm tucked behind the JC sign on the rural route. I'm a town. I'm a town. Southbound. Hmm. Mary Chapin Carpenter. Uh, that's a song on her album Come On Come On. I highly recommend it. And I've been boogieing to it this week. <laughs> you want a boogie? Uh, I am lucky. That's a good got a good groove on it. Um, she's an amazing lyricist. As a writer, she blows my mind and I, I still get haunted. Uh, Kathy Mattia uh, won Grammy with country vote lead vocal right before her. And boy, uh, where have you been that song? Woo country music can really just lay you low. I mean, it could just l- line you up and just go, holy cow, you know, it's just going to lay you low. Anyway, um, yeah, I was feeling like that about Walla Walla this last week and thinking she put it right. She put it in the right words. Some kind of melancholy, kind. some kind of, it ain't like it was, but what it was was something magical. Just because you was new and discovering everything, learning about the dark underbellies. Learning about the duplicity and. while well, Lizzo, look at her. <laughs> she's such an amazing, amazing woman. I just, she blows my mind all the time. I just think she's a stunner. Thank you, Lizzo. Um, was it, uh, she got, was it the People's Choice Award? She recently got, uh, she got a, recognition and she brought up 17 activists from iran uh scientists biologists a lot of women with dark skin a lot of women uh, you know black skin brown skin and she said this is their name this is what they do and you know i'm gonna share my spotlight with them what a gift you know what i mean what a gift Hmm. anyway um i want you to know you're never alone here at the house on valencia street even on Christmas weekend. I know love. I've been loved well. And I'm feeling a lot of love today. So uh, self love, but also love for my family. And a mama who had good taste in music, and good taste in writers. Yeah. Uh, Please know you're never alone. Not here at the house on Valencia Street You ain't never going to be alone. Sometimes it's a whether you like it or not. Yeah. Hmm.